At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with michael lombardi and patrick maher on vsin Six hours of coverage continues leading up to Super Bowl 56. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. It's Super Sports Betting Sunday here on VEASAN. And, Michael, it's apropos it's Super Bowl 56 because it's been 56 days since we had football, bro. Let's go. Let's get this Super Bowl on, man. How are we feeling? I feel great, Patrick. Yeah, I'm excited as the countdown begins. I mean, I'm looking forward to that 6.30 prompt kickoff tonight. I can't wait. It you is. ready for it? it, it it's going down. I'm six... ready for the commercials, too. Are you ready for the commercials? <laughs> I'm ready for them. I, I mean, am. the hardest part about going to the game is, a vi- you know, just sitting. You can't see the commercials because of the, the stadium rights that they have. They're not allowed to show the commercials in the stadium. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I hear I hear Austin Powers is making a comeback. No, uh Is he? Yeah, I hear Mike Myers. I hear the whole cast is in a commercial. Yeah, I got a, a I got, I got, some, I got some, I got a little nugget for you coming up. I just want to say this: we do have, as I mentioned, it's Super Sports Betting Sunday here on Veasan. We, the coverage has been nonstop, Michael. Fifty-six hours. It continues with our two hours, and then what the betting world is waiting for: the sit-down, Brent Musburger and Billy Walters, the greatest sports better of all time. That's coming up right after us here, at twelve o'clock on Veasan, and then we go through the Super Bowl. Follow. The money so the coverage continues however i'm not a detective yesterday though at the beginning of the show you were having a phone call yeah and mm-hmm. when we started the show i asked you about it. got a little awkward because you couldn't say anything <laughs> and, and then and then i've been able to say anything forever i mean I've, I've been able to say anything for i've been sworn to secrecy i told you that i was told i'm not allowed to say anything but uh, you know, Millie and I are extremely proud of Mick. Uh, we're really excited that he's got a great opportunity to go back to, uh, you know, really his hometown team. I mean, when he st- when I was there for 10 years, he started in the fifth grade in Oakland, and he was able to graduate high school from Oakland. And so, you know, for him to become a Raider again, you know, as a kid that used to go in the locker room and steal socks and, and, and footballs out of there and, and look at Charles Woodson's locker and all that, it's a great, great honor for him, and it's a great opportunity for him. And we are uh, obviously extremely proud that, that he's been able to achieve this at such a young age. So I'm delighted for him. Just a couple miles down the road, Mick Lombardi will be calling plays for the Las Vegas Raiders. If you didn't hear Mick Lombardi, Millie and Michael's son, offensive coordinator here in Vegas. All kidding aside, man, congratulations. You must be Thank super you, yeah. proud. It's an awesome yeah. moment for you and your family. 
It is. We're really excited. You know, we're excited to to uh, to, to share in this and, and his family that, you know, is obviously going to move further away from us. But hopefully we'll be able to be in touch. And look, you're just going to have to keep Dominic out of those casinos. I mean, that's what that's <laughs> I'm, I'm trusting you to do that. I got you, you know? bro. I got you. <laughs> He's got that. He might have that itch. You know, I mean, I got a lot of I got a lot of tweets from people saying Dominic's going to break some of the banks out there. We have his pick, too, by the way. We'll have that at the end of the show. We've, we've so. got the Kings pick coming up. He is four, but I'll get him a fake ID and I'll roll with him. Don't worry about that. No. Uh, congratulations. Mick Lombardi right here in Vegas with the Raiders. The Lombardi family comes full circle with the organization, and I think that's pretty cool. Uh, four, yeah, I got a couple. It I really got, is. I got a couple four you know, and a half. What's even more interesting, though, Patrick, before we jump off on the sure, four and a half, please. is that I started my career in Vegas. You know, I started the, the first place that I ever lived in Vegas was they were building, they were building uh, this apartment complex off Tropicana and Decatur, and there was nothing out there. Nothing. Spanos built this brand new, and I and I was able to rent a room with Bill Bennett, the the SID at UNLV, and we shared this apartment. I don't know how the hell I made it, but I did. And and now to come full circle to have him at the Raiders and at also at the town where I started. So it's kind of really it, it's a magic moment for us as a family, and we're so proud of him. And Sienna's got a new playpen called Allegiant Stadium. Which yeah. is, and when I, you know, I keep on telling you about how gorgeous this is and what a really just an awesome venue it is. So you're going to get to see it yourself and watch your son call plays there. Uh, so it's super exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. And it, thank you. You know, th this super, I was just driving in. All of a sudden, I talked myself into the over. I was just talking to Derek in the corner here. He's gotten the under. He said he's got to go offset his Bengal money with some Ram money. This is, it is fascinating because we do see a couple four and a halfs popping up, mostly. 48 and a half on the total, Michael, but the borough yeah. money is wild. And what I mean by that for Crazy. new betters is oftentimes there'll be a theme, there'll be a player that people just want to bet. And right now it's Joe Burrow and it's legit. It's Joe Burrow or they want to call him Joe Montana. I mean, he has created this unbelievable and I don't want to say it's a perception, but the confidence and the, the ability for him to come back and stare down the nine and a half sacks and stare down the 21 to three deficit and lead his team to victory has created a lot of a lot of love for him, especially at the window. And I think this is where we see it. I mean, here at the Borgata, we're at four and a half and 48 and a half. The Rams are still minus 200 on the on the on the money line, wow. and the Bengals are plus 175. So we're pretty balanced. I mean, Thomas is. I don't. I think he's got it pretty well. It, 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 he doesn't need any side to make a to make a profit today. So I think he'll be fine. But I do think it's interesting. I, we were talking earlier. I like the over here. I really do. I know a lot of people are hitting the under. I like the over. I think this is going to be a little bit more of an offensive game than most people suspect. Okay, there it is. You know, both teams, if you think about it, I was kind of playing this out earlier this morning. Both teams got here dramatically, right? I mean, the Bengals yeah. down 21-3, overtime win in Kansas City. The Rams blew a 24-point lead there in Tampa, and they come from behind and beat the 49ers. Like, they've, they've earned their way into this Super Bowl 56 here. No doubt. I mean, look, the, the Rams got the monkey off their back, which were the 49ers. And the 49ers have typically been the team that has been able to just punch them right in the mouth. And I think that's the kind of team that has to be able to play the Rams well. And they've done this now. The Bucks punch usually punch them in the mouth. The, the 49ers punch them in the mouth. And sometimes, and Arizona did earlier in the season, 
And so they've been able to kind of respond to that and play more physical. I, I think this is a good matchup today for the Rams. I really do. Because I don't think the physicality of the Bengals' defense is going to create any problems for their offense. Okay, so what we've got set up here on a Super Sports Betting Sunday on VEASAN, you and I are going to be 45 minutes, and we're really going to go in depth. Yesterday, we got to the offensive fronts. Uh, we're going to get into the defensive fronts. We're going to get into the special teams a little bit more in depth. So 45 minutes to play with. Michael will give you a side and a total, and we're going to get into plenty of props as well. We're going to be joined by Josh, of course. Charlie Weiss is going to join us. Of course, you know Charlie Weiss. Thomas Gable from there at the Borgata, which is, you know, the one thing about VEASAN we do better than anybody is we provide provide you with a regional outlook. And what's fascinating to me is there in Jersey, we're still at $2 on the Rams, which is $2 to win a dollar. And here we're at 185. I got a couple of books offshore at 175. So you just see the difference there regionally, Michael. No doubt you do. And, and I think part of that is the regional bias that, that lends itself into it, you know, and I think you have to keep that aware. And that's why, you know, we talk about this all the time. You it's hard to predict what side the, the everybody's on, you know, the, the smart money or the sharp, whatever you want to call them, because it's both sides. And in this game, it's definitely both sides. It's on the over, it's on the under, it's on the line. I think we're seeing that. And I just, to me, the thing I go back to is when I, when I was handicapping this before, I, when the Chiefs were seven-point favorite over the Bengals, you know, the Rams, if the Rams played the Chiefs, you know, I think it would have been a two-and-a-half-point game. Maybe, maybe it goes to three. You know, I, I don't think it would have gone that much. I really don't. I don't. I think it would have been two and a half, maybe two, and the line would have moved down. And I think, to me, this line is light at four, four and a half. I really do. Which is fascinating because, remember, the look ahead here at the South Point was three with the Rams laying it. Then they immediately opened. It got four. bet up right away. Yeah, it yep. got bet up the yep. four and a half right away. You nailed it, Michael. Back down to four. We are seeing a tick up. We were sitting here yesterday, 24 hours ago, and that was sitting four. So sneaky Rams money coming in right now. I, I, I have to pull back and start with the Bengals. You know, it's the one of the four when we went to the conference championship week and where he said, you know, they maybe don't belong here. Have you started to gain respect, come about face on them at all? Or are you still where you sit with the Bengals? Maybe not necessarily belonging. However, you do respect them. You got to respect them. I mean, they, they have been able to look adversity in the eye and bounce back. I mean, you know, look, they got the ball. The Raiders have the ball first and 10 at the nine and have a chance to send that game into overtime. And they didn't blink. They made the plays they had to make. I mean, fortunately, they won, They really only had to defend three plays because Carr spiked it. But the reality of it is, is they didn't blink. Then they go and play Tennessee, and they get sacked in that game. They play from in front, and they get sacked multiple times. Some of it's on Burrow's inability to get rid of the football. Some of it was on their protections. And they hung in there. You know, they hung in there. They got, they got a second and one. At, at their own 35 with the, against the, the Titans, and the, the Titans can't get a first down. The Titans can't get a first down and ultimately win that game on the last second field goal. They turned the ball over four times in that game, three times on interceptions and one on downs. And then last week and then two weeks ago, you know, they're, up to, they're down 21-3. to three. They're getting blown out of their – on the road, you know, easily could have folded up, get the stop at the one-yard line because of Kansas City, and then stop them coming out of the second half. So, look, they've earned their position here. There's no denying that. There's no denying that. But like a lot of teams that have earned their position to get into this game, at some point you face a team that isn't going to allow you to make the mistakes. Kansas City made mistakes. Tennessee made mistakes. The Raiders made them. 
if the Rams play a clean game today, they will cover the four. There's no doubt in my mind. We've got 56 hours of nonstop coverage here on VSIN, and so we're on edge. We're ready to go. What do the play players feel like right now as they get set up for Super Bowl 56? I think everybody just wants to kick the ball in the air. I think at this point you just want to get it going. And the, the fact that this is such a long day, waiting till 3.30 for the Rams and with West Coast time, you know, it, that, that just makes it a long, long day. I think that's ultimately we've got to get this ball kicked in the air. Henderson has been activated. I want to get into the run game. You know, it's interesting with these teams being so prolific throwing the football, two head coaches that commit to the run. And when we come back, let's talk yeah. about that and get into some of the no props doubt. as well, Michael. you got BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada. Is premier sports betting app, of course. In-game betting, boosted odds, specials. King of sportsbooks, man. I love it. I love the interface because it's so easy to get involved in-game. Visit BetMGM.com or download the app at BetMGM. All right, get it started here. Lombardi line, it is the super sports betting Sunday. Derek, nailed it. We continue. Don't go anywhere. Just getting started. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, coming right up after the Lombardi line, coming up in about an hour and 45 minutes, Billy Walters, the Michael Jordan of sports betting. He sits down with our very own Brent Musburger, a one-on-one, -on -one, a full interview, an hour's worth of Brent and Billy. Does not get better than that. Sunday today, 12 p.m. Eastern. His first interview, his last interview was 11 years ago, and it was his first, and that was 60 Minutes, and we got him here on VSIN. This exclusive interview is only available at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. For information, just go to vsin.com. Again, a one-on-one, -on -one, Brent Musburger and Billy Walters. We got to get you involved. That would have been great if you could have been sitting there with those two over at Michael's. I would have just Michael Lombardi. I would have just listened. I would have loved to listen to Billy. I actually was in his company once, uh, you know, years ago, right before the Atlanta-Denver uh, Super Bowl, actually, you know, and he he really liked the um, – he was being asked questions about the game. He didn't like the number in the game, but he liked the he liked the under in the game. I think the under was 52 and a half, and it came right in at 52. Was that you, Billy Walters, and Drake together, or was that another day? No, no that was another day. It was another day. It wasn't my Drake day. It wasn't my Drake day. <laughs> going to see if my man Drake. I, I get my man Drake. I'll probably get him out in Vegas. I think we got to get him out there. Yeah, I'll text him today and see what he's what he's up to. Super Sports you know? Betting Sunday continues here on VSIN. Again, formally say hi to Michael Lombardi. Uh, I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Okay, you know what? 
we were just yeah. talking off the air. I, I feel juice with this super. I'm not disrespecting the Chiefs or the Bucks last year. This, though, with new juice, Stafford adds an angle with the Rams and 13 seasons and 12 with the Lions and Burrow. I, 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 the juice is there for me. I know they don't call it a national matchup, but I, I love it, Michael. You know, I think it's some, somewhat interesting how we, we have still act like it's 1970 and, and this isn't a national matchup. I mean, the world's flat, right? I mean, we, the, the, everybody's watched the Bengals and, you know, people watch the games and the notion it has to be the Cowboys or the Steelers or the Ray. You know, I mean, like th there is traditional teams, don't get me wrong, but when you get somebody like Burrow who captures people's uh, attention with his ability to focus and concentrate, his discipline and his toughness, I mean, to me, that's a national appeal. Those qualities become national appeal, not the uniform of the Bengals. And I, and I think ultimately this is why this game has got so much love to it. You know, to me, I, I think it's a little bit Burroughs catching the momentum and the wave of the success of the 3-0 and in the playoffs. But I think it's McPherson who's largely responsible. They've scored 72 points. McPherson scored 40 of them, and he's been really good. And Burrow's been able to protect the football. You know, he only has two interceptions, hasn't fumbled the ball, even though he's been sacked 12 times. So, you know, I, I just think to me, people gravitate to this kind of player, and I think that's why this game has such an incredible feel to it. You know, and that's why... You know, I think even though it's going to be played in SoFi Stadium, you're going to see a lot of Bengal fans out there. I mean, there was a time, not, not that many people remember, that the Bengals were a great football team in the 80s. You know, they went to a Super Bowl in 81. You know, they lost another Super Bowl in 87 to the 49ers. They lost two Super Bowls to the 49ers. And it's kind of ironic, right, because they lost two Super Bowls to the man they wouldn't name head coach. <laughs> they lost two Super Bowls to the point. man they wouldn't name head coach. Bill Walsh at 81 and then George Seifert, I think. Or no, they lost to Walsh twice. So to me, it's, it's, it was kind of like God's way of saying you didn't you hired the wrong guy in Tiger Johnson. Yeah, they lost to Walsh in 88. The last time the Bengals were in the Super Bowl, 1988, Michael Lombardi. The last time the Rams were here, 2018. I'm sure you remember that one, of course. Yeah, I was in Vegas for that one. Yeah, we were all out there for that. You know, and we were enjoying it. And, and uh, that was a game that I got to be honest, I, I thought the Rams would have moved the football much better in that game against the, the Patriot defense, but Bill did a great job of setting the edge, making it and taking away the run game and putting the pressure on Goff and making him play faster, which is ultimately what he had to do. And then the Rams couldn't get on track. But I do think that's a lesson. I think that's a lesson that McVay learned. And you talked about the run game. So let's discuss from the Bengals perspective. Mixon 21 rushes for 88 against the Chiefs. If I told you right now, Zach Taylor is going to get the running backs, whether it's out of the backfield, catching the ball or running the ball, 35 to 40 touches. What does that mean for us today? Well, I think he, he knows he needs to control the pace of the game. So in this playoff run, he has controlled the football with his offense 32 minutes and 43 seconds. That's huge, right? And he's done it because he's attempted 70 rushes in this game, in the three games. So 70 rushes in three games isn't quite a lot, right? I mean, it's, it's not. You know, we're not doing a lot of things here. But, but, but it's enough to keep that clock going, and especially considering that he's almost at 50% on third down conversions, which once again puts it in Burrow's hand. He knows he needs to do that. He knows he needs to slow the pace of this game down. He knows he wants it to be a nine-possession game. You know, that's the thing I think we, we have to focus on is when you're sitting there on, on Monday or Tuesday before the game, what is the game plan? How do we want to set this up? I don't want to have more than nine possessions, ten possessions for them. 
I, I know we can't do that. And I think this is why he's called runs. And then I think what Mike March said yesterday is kind of interesting. You know, March is, loves the forward pass. He thinks nothing but the forward pass. He sees the Rams' defensive ends as light. He sees Vaughn Miller as somebody we can go attack. He sees, you know, maybe, you know, they got Robinson on the outside that they can match up. And if they get in 12 and then run the football out there with Mixon to keep the clock. But the, but the one thing that happened, the 49ers couldn't do that. The 49ers had the same approach, and they couldn't do that. I think running the ball against this Rams is going to be tough sled, and I really do. I think the Rams can play run defense, and I think they've proven that in the playoffs where they've only allowed 33.1 yards per carry, and the longest run in the three playoff games is just 11 yards. In the con constant conversation, of course, trying to mitigate those sacks, and nine sacks Burrow faced against the Titans, just one against the Chiefs. So let's start with Mixon and his props, okay? So his prop number as far as rush yards is set at 62 and a half. I mentioned he went for 88 against the Chiefs, 14 rushes for 54 and a touchdown against the Titans. 62 and a half there on Mixon, Michael. I, I don't think he gets there. I really don't. I mean, they've given up 162 yards in three games. I would play the under here. I, I just think it's going to be a little, unless he breaks a long one, I think it's going to be tough sled. I think you're going to have to throw it to run it. I think what I what I think this is a game plan that needs to be is is Burrow in a little bit of spread him out, try to get the ball out of his hand quick. Even if he's in 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends, try to run the quick game. Try to keep him out of third and eight, third and nine. Because I think at the end of the day, Zach Taylor has to know that we can't block him that we are not going to be able to really hold up and block them. And I, and I think what we saw them, when we saw them play during the season, the teams that gave them the most trouble were the teams that were able to put them in some long down distance. So he's going to be slinging it quickly, though, is what I'm gathering there. Some of those. Now, Jamar Chase is set at 80 and a half. I'm going to give these numbers and you jump in. Tyler Boyd set at 41 and a half for receiving yards and T Higgins 69 and a half. Utilized how these three. Well, I think, look, we're going to have to figure out how early in the game, you're going to have to figure out how the Rams want to play this. Do they want to try to take Ramsey on Chase? I think that's the wrong play. I would, I would do this. I would double Chase high-low because I think you've got to jam Chase at the line, reroute him, make him uncomfortable, and then make sure somebody's slicing to him, whether it's a safety, whether it's an inside player. Somebody's got to get to him on the top because you can't let him just run around. And then take your best corner and put him on their second-best receiver and just neutralize Higgins. Higgins' size against Ramsey will no longer be a factor. And I think that's what you have to do. And if that happens, then all my ideas about the Higgins going over on his props fall apart. But I still like, I don't think the Rams will do that. I think Ramsey's got that mindset, look, I'm going to go take Chase and everybody else deal with it. I'm counting on that. That's why I like the Higgins prop. I'm just thinking red zone Bengals. That pasty is the best pasty in the red zone as far as the Rams are concerned. And they're 19th against the run in the red zone. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get from you what the Bengals are going to attempt there once they do get into the red zone there. Well, I think when you get in the red zone, the reason you've got to run the ball in the red zone is people tend to, like, like the Chiefs, like the Bengals did against the Chiefs, drop eight and say, okay, here it is. You know, see if you can find a window to throw the ball in. And Mahomes is running around right and left trying to throw the ball, and there's no window. You know, he missed a great opportunity to win the game early in that game on third down when he had Hardeman wide open in the flat by the pylon, and he don't throw it. He didn't throw it. He just held it. He, he didn't throw it. it was, the Chiefs win the game. They're in this game if he makes that throw. But he didn't. 
And so, you know, I think that's the mentality. And so they're trying to get you to run the football. Now, to run the ball, you've got to be able to block them. You know, where I, I, was, I disagree a little bit with Marches, I'm sure they're a great run-blocking team. I think Mixon's a great back, but I think they're going to have a hard time. Their inside players, Spain, and, and, and their center, Hopkins, all those guys are going to have a hard time blocking the inside players of the Rams. Okay, if I can't sell you on Mixon over 62-and-a-half as far as the rush prop, how about 25-and-a-half? We'll go over that on the receiving yards. I think Mixon might get some touches I catching think that's the ball. Right. I, I like that. I do like that one. I mean, so far this, this, this postseason, Mixon, basically, he does not have – he's not even on the stack. Oh, he's got 13 catches for 106 yards, 8.2. I think that's right. I think they need to utilize him in that passing game. And I think whether it's screens to slow down Von Miller over on the left side or the right side of the, the left side of the offense, the right side of the defense, I think that's going to work out really to his favor. I hey, do like mixing on the over. It's starting to fill up there at the Borgata. I walked in today. Here We're starting to get a little vibe. Yeah, I mean, there's a line yeah, already I mean, here when I walked is in. She cook, is she cooking the hot dog? <laughs> no, she started no, no. We got to keep Dominic away from the hot dog cart, though. <laughs> like, oh, I'll take my man in there to get some dogs. I'm a, When I get out there, I'm going to take my man in to get some dogs. There's no doubt my man will get some dogs. Me and Sienna will be chilling at Michael's and you and Dominic over at the cart here. Okay, we're just getting started. That's the Bengals on offense. We're coming back with the Rams on offense here. Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. to the Lombardi line on VSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. First bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action so you can sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000 receive $10 instantly and up to $1000 bonus. Visit vsin.com/horses for details and use that bonus code Vegas1000. Super Sports Betting Sunday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hope you're having a good Sunday as we get closer and closer to Super Bowl 56. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi at the Borgata there in Jersey, Atlantic City. How about this? If you, I just got John Ewing's BetMGM splits. I mean, it, yeah. 48% of the bets, 51% of the handle on the Rams. So essentially everything's split, like you said about Thomas Gable there. I mean, this is tickets yeah. and money split. I don't think you can say that there's any sense of, you know, this line's moving here, so this is where I think people see this game and have handicapped this game on both sides. And, you know, I talked to people in the league, you know, this week. People are off, so you have a better chance to get to them. Who do you like in the game? What are you thinking? You know, I think people like me that watch the tape think the Rams should win the game. But that doesn't always lend itself to being the best handicap, too. You know, one thing I've learned about doing this job is is that the tape is one thing, but there's also other elements that play into the handicapping factor. And it's not just always who's the best, who has the best tape, who has this, you know, who's the matchup. I like the matchup for the Rams. I really do. When I analyze the three teams that they've beaten to get to this point, you could say, well, you know, the Bucks were just the Bucks were maligned. No, I, I think the Bucks were playing as good as they could. Their secondary was wasn't very good, but their secondary to me is still better than the, the Bengals secondary, and they moved the ball effortlessly on them. You know, the 49ers, they couldn't run the ball on the 49ers, but they did a little bit, but the 49ers secondary was the problem, and they took advantage of it, and then they were able to stop the 49ers from doing what they do best, which is run the ball. So, to me, the more I watch the tape, I lend myself to go to the Rams, but we also know there's handicapping, there's that probability of a player over overstepping his play and playing great, and I think that's where you see both sides and why the action is coming in both ways. Boy, I tell you, this is year three, me doing the show with you. That's some, you've 
had some quiet confidence now on the Rams for a couple of weeks. This is, uh, I'm just trying to read into it for the better, and there's some quiet confidence right now with this Rams team for you. I think the Rams, in talking to people in the Rams building, they have quiet confidence. I think the Rams feel like, look, it, it could all go wrong, and we could all be wrong. I mean, this is what makes gambling and football so great. But I think the Rams feel like if they don't mess this game up, they're going to win it. Like, I feel like this is one of those situations where McVay knows, hey, look, we're going to keep it simple. We're going to play fast. I mean, Bill Walsh used to say this all the time about playing in big games. Keep it simple, play fast. You don't have to overcomplicate this. Like, they're not going to overcomplicate. They're going to play cover two. They're going to play a little bit of man. Take advantage of where you can take advantage and then make sure that you don't turn this ball over and give them the game. I mean, the Raiders turned the ball over. The Titans turned the ball over way too much. And the Chiefs really just kind of shot themselves in the foot in the second half and turned the ball over. Okay, let's get to the Rams offense, but I'll start here. Bet MGM took a couple million dollar bets here in Vegas, and I'm going to give you the bets and you tell me what you think. The Rams laying a half a point in the first quarter, a better here in Vegas laid a million dollars on the Rams laying a half a point in the first quarter. Let's talk about the start of the game here in the first. Well, I think that's a really good play. I like that play. I think, look, the Rams have scored 48 points in the first half, right? They have been very good at starting the game fast, and they play with such great uh, game plan in terms of they, they have a great mix of what they want to do, and it's not going to be complicated. They have scored 17 points in the first quarter this, this playoff run. And they've only allowed three. So what that tells you as a better is their game plans are really good. That they've come in with the right approach. They've come in with the right ideas. They've come in with the right sense. And it hasn't been wrong. And they haven't had a play from behind. And I think that that ultimately is why I like the Rams minus three in the first half. And I love this bet this better made for a million dollars. Well, I'll do you one better. He laid two and a half in the first half on the Rams. The number is three. Two and a half is a great number on the first half as far as the Rams are concerned, Michael. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, and look, the Bengals have scored 19 points in the first quarter in their three games. So they have started out pretty well. We saw them do that against Tennessee. They started out, you know, but look, first play of the Tennessee game, I mean, Tannehill throws the interception, and they stall, and they get three points. Of the 72 points the, the Bengals have scored in a playoff, 40 of them have been by their field goal kicker. So they have stalled in the red zone. What, but I don't think the Rams are going to stall in that area. I do think that the Rams know they, the best way that they can take this game over is play from in front. The Bengals are giving up six yards of carry in the postseason. So let's talk about the run game and the Rams. McVay will commit to it. Now, who's he no going to commit to? Because Henderson's back, That's, who was the bell cow in the first half of the season, Michael, and probably the best pass catcher coming out of that backfield. Yep. And then you've got Michelle, and you've got, uh, of course, who am I? Oh, Cam Akers. Pardon me, 64 and a half yeah. on the prop. So get into those three backs and what McVeigh's approach will be with the run game. You know, I think, and I don't know who's going to know this because McVeigh's watched all three of them practice this week. So, you know, I was fascinated to hear, and I love Cam Akers was Coach March yesterday saying how much he loved Cam Akers, yep. and he would play him in spite of the fumbling. For me, I wouldn't. I'd go the other way. I, I think this is a game where I can't afford. I know Akers is talented, but if Henderson's healthy, I'm playing him. I'm playing Henderson and Michelle. I don't want to risk the fumble. I can't. I really can't. You say, well, he's going to protect the football. Okay, the only reason that, that that Ram game against the Bengals was close was because Cam Akers made it that way, and, of course, a bad snap by their center, Corbett. But the, the reality of it is is I think ultimately I'm going to go with the guy that looked the best in practice, and I don't know that. Is it Henderson? Is it Akers? Now, one thing we know about McVay, McVay's going to forget about the fumbles. He's going to, if Akers is the guy that he thinks can do it, he's going to play him. 
Stafford in the passing game. Set it up for us. Look, it's going to be easy for Stafford. Stafford's going to sit there and he's going to come to the line of scrimmage and whether he's in shotgun or under center and he's not going to really have a problem figuring this out, right? He's going to know what they're going to do. They're going to play a cover two. Are they going to play cover three? Are they going to play some man? And then he's got Hilton. I mean, Hilton's sitting there saying, hey, look, I could cover Cooper Cup one-on-one. -on -one. I don't think he can do that. I mean, I love Mike Hilton. You know, I love Mike. Mike Hilton was a kid at Mississippi that when Bel Belichick and I were down in at, at Auburn and the defensive coordinator from Ole Miss had just come to Auburn. And he said, look, there's one player at Ole Miss you got to get, and that's Mike Hilton. He went undrafted. We signed him as a college free agent after the draft. And after he got cut by another team, he went somewhere else, and then we got him in there. And then we cut him, and he ended up in Pittsburgh, and they utilized him exactly the way that coach told us. I just don't know if he can handle cup. But when Stafford comes to the line, I think Stafford's going to know he's got what he's got, and it's not going to be complicated. I think he's going to be able to take advantage of, of the situation and really be able to utilize his receivers in the best way he can. And the Higby not being in there, I think it opens up the door for Jefferson. You know, I think it opens up the door for Beckham, and I think that they certainly can make some plays because, look, let's be honest here now. I mean, this Bengals secondary, you know, is not – it's not like a shutdown secondary. I mean, they're going to struggle a little bit in terms of the back end. I mean, they are. It's just a fact. I mean, when you look at what they what they do and how they utilize them, Eli Apple you can go after. I mean, they have Vernon Hargraves, who was on the Houston team, and they picked him up off the waiver wire. Whether he dresses today or not, I don't know. But that's how desperate they were at corner. 45 attempts, 337 for Stafford against the 49ers, Michael. Against the Bucks, 38, 366. And against Arizona, remember, just 17 attempts for 202. Passing yard prop on Stafford today, 279 and a half. What do you got? I I go under. I think he's going to run it today. I think they're going to run it. I think they're going to control it. He's 50% on third down. I think he'll be really good on third down, and I think they don't want this offense to be on the field. I think they're going to want to control the game. I think they're going to play, I, if, if I'm the Bengals, and the way I see this game, they're going to play a lot of cover two. They're going to try to hold up in the run game with their cover two. They're going to try to fit it in there, get Bates down in the box, cheat them late in there, play a little cover three at times, but encourage them to run the football. And, and kind of sl and help them slow the game down. And then I think what the Rams are going to do conversely is run it and then play action it and try to take some shots up the field. Stafford threw a bunch of picks, pick sixes, especially in the second half of the season. His interception prop is set at a half a pick. Is he going to go over that? Yeah, that's I, I lean towards the over. I mean, Stafford's always good for one mistake in a game, don't you? Think? <laughs> that's what Mart's remember. That's what Mart. That? Hey, that's what Mart said yesterday, right? He said he's going to make two uh, bonehead yeah. throws. Other than that, he's going to be clean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just know he's going to make one mistake in the game, and and I think that McVeigh knows this too, right? McVeigh's got to be able to 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 back him off and make the right calls and do the things he needs to do. So yeah, I could see that. I and would I, play the over. And there. by the way, Burrow set at a half as well. Sixteen picks in nineteen games. That's .84 as far as an average, I'd go over that. You got to play juice. You got to go 145. But Burrow makes Burrow. He'll take some shots now. He's a, he throws a great yeah, no deep ball, but he'll take some shots. He'll take some risks. Well, like Rich Cannon said yesterday, he leads the league in 50-yard passes. I mean, he's he's holding onto that ball for a reason. You know, he's going to take some chances. You know, and and they gave the Chiefs. I mean, get look for all the love Burrow gets. He gave the Chiefs a chance to win that game when he throws that interception right in front of the Chief bench. That's right. I mean, you know, he made he had you know he gave him that game, and yet the Chiefs couldn't take advantage of it. And so I mean, really, the Chiefs probably watching that tape saying, "How did we lose this game?" And that's where I am. 
How did you lose that game? There's guys <laughs> wide open, you know, and I think if Tolbert's crew today, and this is going to be critical, if Tolbert's crew in the back end allows them to jam and be physical with these receivers, I think it certainly helps Cincinnati a lot. Stafford with 45 attempts against the 49ers, 17 against the Cardinals. His attempt prop is set at 35 and a half today. If they're going to run it. I'm going under that. Okay, that's I'm exactly what I that. wanted to get from you there. And you, 35 and a half, under is minus 105. So there it is. Michael Lombardi yep. with the take on the Rams offense. Tremendous start to the show. Josh is going to join us next and get a market update here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. to the Lombardi line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the big game's coming up tonight, so get involved with BetMGM. Ten bucks, you pick the Bengals, Rams, pick them to win for ten bucks. Doesn't matter, right? Because if either team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200. You just use that bonus code SB200. So, final game of the year, any team scores a touchdown, 200 bucks for new betters over at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM.com or simply download the app. And remember, when you bet through MGM, you can get some points for MGM properties as far as dining and hotel stays. So it's SB200, the code, new betters, 10 bucks to win 200 over at BetMGM. Super sports betting Sunday here on the Lombardi line. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Patrick Maher. We got a packed second hour. You got your boy Phil Sims joining us. Charlie Love Weiss it. is going to join Love us. It. Thomas Gable's going to join us. Looking forward to all that. Yeah. Uh, the big really news. Looking forward to it. I, I, how can I just ask you from a personal perspective, and we're going to bring Josh in? When you got the call about Mick becoming the new offensive coordinator with the Raiders, how did you feel? Uh, you know, obviously, you you know, there's a great sense of, of pride and knowing that, you know, he's worked his way up to do it. You know, he started out, he left, you know, when he went to Fordham originally, he started out at Fordham and uh, he worked as a volunteer on the football coaching staff and gave up a lot of his time uh, to learn football from Tom Masella, who I think is, deserves a lot of credit for this, for Mickey achieving this today, too. So, you know, he went to start at Fordham, and then he was fortunate enough to get up to New England as an intern working in their scouting department. And from there, he 
he was able to, to then land a job with Jim Harbaugh as Jim Harbaugh's kind of a, a administrative assistant, coach slash, and then he worked his way from there, got to the Jets, and then from the Jets he went back to New England. So he's kind of worked his way up the ladder. He, he's learned, which is what I thought was really critical, he's learned personnel and he's learned plays. So he knows players and plays, and now he's got a great opportunity to continue learning from really, I think, one of the best offensive minds in all of football and Josh McDaniels. I like to see the father's pride coming through here on the Lombardi line as we welcome in our buddy Josh Applebaum. Market Insights is the pod, vsin.com slash podcast. You can find all the shows over there at vsin.com slash podcast and betting across America. A market update from our buddy Josh Applebaum. Hi, Josh. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Michael. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. So much to get to today. Don't forget, you got to watch this Billy Walters interview, exclusive interview at VEASAN right after Lombardi line. Here, uh, straight from the horse's mouth, the most feared, best sports better of all time. Really, really excited for that. Michael, congrats to your family with your son being the offensive coordinator. That's just awesome. And if you're worried, if you're uh, wondering, Michael, your buddy Drake, just so you know, he bet over a million dollars on the Rams money line, OBJ, to score at least one touchdown and the over 62 and a half receiving yards for OBJ. So, uh, Michael, <laughs> What do you think? Is, is, is that smart money with Drake on the, on the Rams and OBJ? Well, I gave him the tip. I mean, obviously he's listening <laughs> he call, to me. He, call, he calls him Drizzy. He got a little confused because Michael you know, calls I mean, it we, Drizzy. We, I mean, we've communicated, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I don't give it out to everybody. I mean, I'm not Vegas Dave trying to sell it. You know, I mean, I give them real stuff. I give them real things. Okay. The number, Josh, as far as movement on the side in total, where are we sitting? Yeah, this has been fascinating, guys, and I think Michael was totally right when he said it's not clear, you know, again, we throw the term sharp or, uh, you know, wise guys or, or, or pros. It's really unclear which side they're going. It's been really back and forth. So remember, when this game first started, when the line first dropped, it opened at Rams minus three and a half. Immediately, you saw money hit the Rams minus three and a half up to minus four. Then uh, last week, I think it was about Wednesday, you saw the line creep up to four and a half. Kind of stayed four and a half in a while. Uh, over the last few days, we did see buyback on the Bengals, bringing the four and a half back down to four. But now you're starting to see on game day, it creep back up to four and a half. So pretty much all movement has been toward the Rams here, guys. As you mentioned, Patrick, it's pretty much 50-50 down the middle. BetMGM is 52% ticket Cincinnati, 51% money Rams. You may see other books where it's a little leaning more public-wise to the Rams here. Now, if you like the Rams, one thing to keep an eye out for, line movement in the Super Bowl. When we get to the big game, the odds makers have so much data, so much information. These lines are super sharp. They don't tend to have to move it too much. When you just see line movement toward any team in the Super Bowl, it could be in this case, the Rams, three and a half to four or four and a half, or uh, last year with Brady and the Bucks, three and a half down to three. Uh, Super Bowl line movement, 11 and three against the spread the last 15 years. Just whoever it goes to, that team ends up covering. So if you like the Rams, that's a good sign. But here, guys, I think you got a lot of stuff on dog systems here with the Bengals. Uh, Super Bowl dogs last decade, they're six and four straight up, six and four ATS. Since that 08 Super Bowl with the Patriots and the Tyree catch, when you're a dog getting three or more in the Super Bowl, you're eight and two against the spread. And in particular, guys, the Bengals and in this spot with Burrow. Remember, they were plus four at the Titans. You went outright plus seven at Kansas City. You went outright playoff dogs are 55 percent against the spread the last decade. Burrow seven and three against the spread as a dog this year and 63 percent in his career. And when Burrow is getting three or more points, he's 11 and two against the spread in his career. I would also say, guys, you know, if you're not you don't want to get involved pre-flop. Wait until you can live line this game. The Bengals are the type of team that kind of gets down early sometimes. If they're down early quick, 10 nothing, you may be able to live line the Bengals and get a better number. Yeah, down 21 to 3 against the Chiefs, of course, in the conference championship game. As Josh was talking about that, you know, key numbers, four has become a key number as well. Five's kind of a dead area. Michael, I'm going to give you what I think your spread would be the Lombardi line, and you tell me if I'm close. I think you probably would set this at the Rams six and a half. 
exactly what I would have. Yeah, I think that's the number. I mean, so that's, that's the way why I saw the game. Yeah. Okay. I, I I think that I think the difference in this has been a little bit of the perception and the momentum, and, and you can't deny it. I mean, you can't deny that teams win games. You can't say, well, they're lucky. You can't throw it in the lucky hat, you know. But if you just clinically step away from it, it should be six and a half. But this momentum that has carried over from one week to the next to the next has certainly favored the Bengals, and I think that that is why we're seeing this cushion. And I was surprised at three and a half when it opened. I thought it would open at six. I really did. I thought it would open at six, six and a half, and see where it went from there. Now, if it opened at six and a half, obviously it would have gotten bet way down, and that would have been the line movement. But to me, I thought that was more of the number, and I think you have to handicap the game that way. Burrow cash, Josh Applebaum is cool cash. Joe Cool there with Burrow. Uh, let's get into some props, proposition bets for Josh Applebaum. What do you got, buddy? Yeah, so a bunch of props today, guys. So number one, just in terms of player props, what are, what's the biggest movement we've seen so far? Cam Akers at BetMGM, his rushing yards to the over. You have a lot of betters expecting him to run the ball quite a bit today. Open 58.5, it's now up to 63.5, so some money to the Akers over. Joe Burrow, is this a popular bet with the public? Yeah, is there some smart money? Maybe. Burrow has moved up his passing yards 278. Uh, 274 and a half up to 281 and a half. We've also seen Mixon. This one is surprising. Uh, Mixon's getting quite a bit of betting to his over. We've actually seen his number drop rushing and receiving yards. Mixon was 98 and a half opener. It's now down to 89 and a half. We've also seen Van Jefferson fall a bit, 36 and a half down to 32 and a half. But guys, you know, kind of what Michael was talking about with McPherson kind of being one of these unsung heroes for the Bengals. One of my favorite props today, guys, McPherson over one and a half field goals. He's been 12 for 12 in the playoffs. The game is played in a dome. He's had four made kicks each uh, postseason game. I really like that over one and a half field goals for McPherson. Get you two or more. It's around minus 140. Let's get Michael's take on that McPherson, who's been money. Josh likes to go over field goals made as far as one and a half here. You know, I, I look, this is the most intriguing element of the game for me is where Zach Taylor becomes aggressive, right? When does he become aggressive? And I don't think he can pass down points. So anytime I think he's going to be in that field goal range, and I think field goal range is 55 and in for this kid. I mean, and he's been dead on accurate, and he's hot. I mean, he's a hot, hot quarterback, a, a kicker right now. So, so 55 and in. So if that means if the ball is at the – 38-yard line of the of the Rams, that's a 55-yarder. I think that he's probably not going to go for it on fourth down. But I think before he gets to the 38-yard line, I think he will be aggressive. I think he's going to try to take some chances, not fourth and eight like Brendan Staley does, but I think if it's close, he's going to try to take some because he knows if I punt this ball back or give the ball back to them, they might control it because he's looked at the same stats I'm looking at. He sees 36 and a half, 35 minutes with the Rams have the ball. McPherson, to me, the dynamic of him makes this a fascinating game. I love him on the over kicks because anything inside of 55, he's going to make it. You go over one and a half, you're going to have to pay a little juice. 155 to make a dollar, Josh Applebaum. Josh, we aren't going to talk to you later in the show. Side total. Where are we at, Josh? Yeah, so I'm going to go uh, plus four and a half with the Bengals, guys. I know you have a lot of this movement to the Rams. If the Rams end up rolling, you'll say, obviously, it opened three and a half and it moved to them to four and a half. But I think the element that Michael had on, kind of the uh, the swagger, kind of the, the spot that Burrow has been in his career, trying to be uh, the first quarterback to win the Heisman, the championship, and the Super Bowl. There's something about this Bengals team, guys. I think at this point, if you're laying the four and a half with the Rams, you're getting the worst of it. Uh, obviously, if you're going four and a half now, I wouldn't call the Bengals sharp. I would call it a value play now at this point. Uh, another prop bet. 
I'll throw at you guys. Uh, Logan Wilson, the, the linebacker there for the Bengals. He's plus 275 to lead this game in tackles plus assists. You look at his numbers compared to any other uh, defensive player here. He's averaged 10 tackles and assists every game in the postseason. He's plus 275. I'd take a shot there. And, guys, uh, tails never fails, apparently. We have almost 60% of bets on the tails uh, for, the, for the coin toss. We also have keep an eye out for uh, the yellow or clear Gatorade here. That's the favorite here, and uh, you're seeing some movement toward that as well. Sickos. You sickos betting the coin toss, Michael. But who's betting the coin toss over there? I uh, know. It's unbelievable. I don't get it. But, uh, I mean, people do it. They love it, right? Hey, you know who the favorite is as far as celebrity first shown on TV? Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio, another one of Michael's friend at 2-1. to one. Two to one for Absolutely. Leo. Absolutely. I mean, my I got a Leo in the house too. I mean, my, my man Leo deserves a little love too. I'd rather see that Leo on TV. Kim K, by the way, <laughs> five to one. Josh Applebaum, thank you. Market Insights is the pod. Vison.com slash podcast. Thank you, Josh. Thanks, guys. Good luck today. Four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss joins us next here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. This is Vison, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.